in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the blustery Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> it's blustery outside. It is blustery outside. It's, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it's weird. It, it is weird. It's February. Yeah. And the wind is blowing like it's a August thunderstorm about right. to blow into town or something like that. Right. But it very, very cold air. So, yeah. I mean, it's just really chilly, but... Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, last night we had um, thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Thunderstorms. In February, which is really odd for Kansas. Early February. <laughs> yeah, February 1st, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, today, like, the last couple of days we've been having some really mild temperatures, and I've been super excited about it, and mm-hmm. then today it was blowing, like, 40 miles an hour. I got yep. hit in the face with a stray leaf. <laughs> um, Brian was over it. I almost got blinded. Yeah. Luckily, I was wearing my shades. Mother Nature almost took you out. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, so yeah, we're we're surviving the storm, riding the storm out in style, no less. Mm-hmm. We have a, a fire roaring. That's right. We've got a, a tasty beverage ready to explore mm-hmm. on the table, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of being in style, Glenn, mm. uh, you and I are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. That's right. Gentleman.com is very much fashion forward. Oh yeah. If you are wanting some spring looks to uh, to add your wardrobe, I would recommend going over to gentleman.com. How do you feel about plaid? Yeah. Okay. You're maybe, set. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, some western shirts. Nice pair of dungarees. Dungarees. Western shirts. Uh, That's right. Overalls. Mm-hmm. Bolo tie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're bringing it back. <laughs> the bolo tie. You know, we should we should do the whole, uh, the overalls, like, with the t-shirt underneath and then only one side clipped. Yep. You know, like I know what you're talking boots. about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where did I see it? Maybe he we'll got get, game. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe when I when I was early '90s, Space Jam. Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. That must exactly. have been it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, if you're if you're looking for some fashion for your for your life, mm. uh, head on over to gentleman.com. And then once you've got your looks picked out for spring, you can go over to podcast.gentleman.com where we're going to be talking all about it. That's right. You know what I mean? That's where so, the party happens. That's right. Yeah. So it's like the VIP lounge, the deep dive. Yeah. If you really want to get your your uh, hands dirty, mm-hmm. go over to podcast.gentleman.com. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, and uh, if you want to get in touch with us, once you re- listen to the podcast and you're disturbed by it, mm-hmm. you can do so by sending us a letter to P.O. Box 442-305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, we will get your letter. We will uh, read through it, diagnose it. Digest it? Digest it. Swallow it down. And then... Uh, it up. Then regurgitate it. Yes back to you um on the gentleman podcast uh, we'll talk about it on the gentleman podcast we'll take your letter we'll put it up on the famous hall slash wall of fame which we know and love as the hall, hall of fame. Hall of fame the hall of fame uh and then we'll talk about it on the podcast and we will uh we'll send you a little uh forget me not back <laughs> that's a good way to put it mm-hmm. you probably will want to forget us after yeah after receiving it uh if you haven't already um so anyway uh that's podcast.gentleman.com uh, one more thing you could do, if you don't want to send us an, a letter, you can send us an electronic mm-hmm. uh, mail at howdyatgentleman.com. 
Mm-hmm. You could also, if you have a message that's less than 140 characters, you could go to Twitter and at reply us. That's right. Um, Facebook, if you want to like write us a really long thing, or yep, yep. Medium, you could write a you could write a long article on a Medium, treatise, a, a long form article on Medium, <laughs> and then just send us the link. That would work too. Um, the anyway, communication's so open anymore. Yeah, exactly. Hit us up on Tinder. Yeah, uh, Instagram. You know, I learned this is uh, this doesn't relate to gentlemen really, but uh, I learned that apparently on Tinder there's a you know if you want to to show that you like somebody you swipe a certain direction mm. but if you want to so, show somebody that you really like him it's called a super swipe i think mm. and it's like a Whoa. giant you know swipe wow i didn't know so about this. super swipe us on tinder super swipe us i think that's what it's called okay i should look this up i you know i'm not mega, familiar with mega the platform mega swipe us i'm not familiar with the platform i'm still not comfortable with that name tinder yeah there's just something about it that does not sit right with me. Um, I, I remember you telling me about Tinder the first time. I think it was on the podcast. Well, hang on. <laughs> it's not like I was inviting you to use it. Well, <laughs> Brian, super swipe me, man. Yeah. I gotta look good. Um, no, I'm happily married. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'd super swipe you. <laughs> um, Joining. <laughs> anyway, Glenn, let's move on to some. Uh, some. Wait, wait. Sorry. What, why don't you like the name? I don't know. It just makes me uneasy. I, it does. It ha- it's a double entendre or something. It's like a quadruple entendre. Yeah, it could mean a lot of different things. When no, I talk about steaks, I, I'd say tender. You know what I mean? Oh, I gotcha. So I just love me tender. Ugh. Love me. Yeah, it, it's just. Uh, I think like a tinder box. Like yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I there's a lot of different. <laughs> let's move on. A lot of different uh, things um. that could. Right, so we, we're going to drink something. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, so there's this thing called the drink of the week that we do. Uh, and this week, Glenn, you brought over um, something called Fade to Black. Fade to Black uh, by Left Hand Brewing Company. They have the famous milk stout and a bunch of nitro varieties of their beers mm-hmm. uh, in bottle form. This is not a nitro. Uh, it looked interesting. I was telling Brian and I were talking before the show that uh, we're having a hard time. So earlier we've talked about how we want to find the perfect stout this is kind of my my yep. my rally mm-hmm. right now this is my quest right and we haven't found it yet it's like the u2 song still haven't found what i'm looking for nope so we want to review a good stout and before winter dries up on us here mm-hmm. um can't be drinking stouts in summer right and so they have it seems like there's a bajillion imperial stouts that are like 30 percent alcohol and aged in a Oak barrel Oak in a yeah in a uh, ship hole somewhere like, right you know I, I just want to I just want a stout beer mm-hmm. I don't want you know crazy high alcohol by volume all that kind of stuff right. so this was reasonably um, it, it sounded good this is reasonably uh, in our alcohol by volume range it's it, so I mean <laughs> wait what is it eight point five percent well okay so yeah. That's like right it's in the under low, 10. Part, low part of the range. Low part of the high part. Mm-hmm. Um, well, disregard that. Uh, it's not a double. No, hops, it's on the high. Yeah, uh, the, like oak the oak aged. Um, the oak aged. The bastard. The yeah, arrogant bastard. Arrogant bastard. <laughs> um, was what was that like over ten or something? Uh, it was brutal. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. So this is this is uh, I was reading the the box and it sounded interesting. There it has the um, and maybe you've got this pulled up on the website, but it says it is um, pours black with licorice, espresso bean, molasses, and black cardamom. I mean, this is just a cornucopia 
of but things they, going on. They also say that that gives way to a feeling of self-loathing, burnt opportunities, and smoked relationships. Did not say that on the box. It's also a 3X uh, gold medal winner at the Great American Beer Festival in the foreign stout category. Foreign stout? I don't know why it would be a foreign stout if... Uh, I don't know, I'm not going to Aren't they it from on. Colorado? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Well, okay. As we know, all breweries are from Colorado. That's right. Um, yeah, they're from Longmont, Colorado, actually. The left-hand brewery company. Okay. okay. Well, Glenn, let's pop these open and uh, do it to it. That's right. And if you don't know, we rate all our beers on the proprietary uh, patent-pending trademarked uh, mustache twist scale. That's right. We have a supercomputer that we've painstakingly built. Actually, Brian mostly did it. I kind of, you know, um, you supervised. With the, you assisted with the algorithm. Wrench! And I had yeah. a wrench. But, uh, yeah. And what it is is we, we rate the beers not on a typical st- scale. We rate on things that the Everman would rate them on. That's Price. Uh, how many hops they have. Mm-hmm. Less is better. Right. Um... Alcohol by volume. That's mm-hmm. typically a good thing. We want bang for a buck. Mm-hmm. And what am I missing, Brian? Degrees Plato. Degrees Plato. Right. <laughs> this, which is apparently a beer. Uh, which we all know. Everybody knows what Degrees Plato is. There's no reason to discuss it, Glenn. Ooh. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, let's take a <clears throat> smell. That does that smell weird to you? <laughs> oh, Did you yeah. just drink it with your nostril? Oh yeah. Ooh. Seriously though, does that smell kind of like sour milk? No. Wait. wait. Yeah, it kind of does. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay, this is well, starting off well. Cheers. Cheers, matey. Mmm. <laughs> Doesn't taste like sour milk. No, it tastes fine. It must have just been a weird... I do I do taste a lot of that coffee. It's like a lot yeah. of dark things going on. Right. It's a storm. Dark and stormy. Mmm. Yeah, the coffee you can definitely... Very rich, very this, roasty. The uh, self-loathing. Yeah, that's very, what I'm getting. I'm getting a, a, a dash of anger. <sighs> Suddenly, I just feel so bad about myself. Yeah. This podcast is really sucking. <sighs> anyway, okay, Glenn. Well, <laughs> man. Okay, so uh, you mm. had a taste of the fade to black. I did. I, I will say it, it's a very. I think it's a very good beer, but mm-hmm. I was hoping. I'm, I'm not a. Huge fan. Oh, I didn't ask you how much was the cost of this. Oh, it was uh, $9.99 for okay. six pack. So just slightly above our average of eight fifty. Eight and a half percent though, so kinda right. a little yeah, so it's a little it's a little high for what you Which is barely. Yeah. So um alright. So if I have to rate this thing, mm-hmm. which I do. Yes. Um I would say I'm a little disappointed by the fact that the coffee... I'm not a big fan of like the espresso coffee stuff in beer, for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. That's per- personal preference. It didn't mm-hmm. say that on the box. Yeah. <laughs> so... You knew what you were getting into going into it. Kind of. Uh, however, the uh, sour milk smells a little off-putting. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what's going on. But... I like it. I do, too. Um, a little it's, on the sweet side for me, but other really? than that... It's... Yeah. it's uh, it's just a weird beer. It's like all these different things at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, uh, well if you had to uh, throw a... I'm throwing a dart. Just a, you know, your own subjective rating to the beer. I'm gonna what would g- it be? I'm going to give it an... I'm going to give it a 8.4. 8.4. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's I, a solid beer. I was going to go with an 8.2, probably just because it's a little bit, you know, higher priced and... Yeah. But, I, I mean, I like it all right. I would... If I was in the mood for a stout, I would yeah. get it again. And I would think that... 
this isn't something that you just want to pound, you know, five in a row. No, not at eight percent alcohol. <laughs> well, alcohol aside, I'm just saying the taste oh, the is taste like it. brutal. Yeah. I mean, not brutal. Uh, it's 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 not it's not it's, it's a not sipping a beer. beer. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't be chugging this down. Right, that makes sense. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, let's run these numbers through the MTS computer. Mm. Uh, the patent pending algorithm will then tell us the empirical official scientific rating of the fade to black. Volume one from Left Hand Brewing Company. You know what, Brian? I, I just noticed. Sorry, but I just noticed that we are drinking this at completely the wrong temperature. Really? It says enjoy at fifty to fifty-five degrees. Mm. Now it's considerably colder than that. But we did make the mistake of uh, keeping it in the bottle. We actually poured it out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And let it air out a little bit so it helps. Yes, it does. Okay, Glenn. Let me let me type these facts into the MTS computer. Okay. We said the. Alcohol by volume was 8.5%. Mm-hmm. The IBUs were 30. Mm-hmm. The price was 9.99. Mm-hmm. And the degrees Play-Doh are 18. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, okay, now we just have to sit back and uh, wait for the MTS computer to do its incredibly complex mm-hmm. calculation. Mm-hmm. And then we will know exactly what the empirical rating for this beer is. Okay. Okay. Okay, uh, the uh, printout's coming off of the uh, MTS computer. Uh, I've got it right here. Let's see here. Let me. Well, it's uh, very thick. Let me let me flip to the exact. It's very dense page it's here. Page okay, 82. so page fifty. Uh, Eighty-two. Okay, uh, it's an eight point three. Woo! At, at the end of all the research, it's an eight point three. Wow. So I'm going to read this full report later. Yeah. Uh, but just take our word for it that it's an eight point three on the MTS scale. So I'm surprised. I thought it would go a little higher. Well, you know we we have little to do with it, Glenn. That's true. So it's out of our hands. It's science and computing. Yep, it's with, a brave new world. That's right. Mm-hmm. With a little with a dash of AI. Yeah, with a little bit of artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, machine learning uh, yep. sprinkled in there a little yep. bit. You know, just a little bit of magic. Pretty soon, robots will be drinking beers for us, Brian. It's true. Uh, Apple's working on that right now. Um, let's go over to beersnob.com and see what okay. the, uh, le- uh, what, what's, uh, Fade to Black. Fade to Black from Left Hand. Was, was rated at on beersnob.com. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, the snobs have spoken, and they mm-hmm. say a 91. That's, it says foreign export. Foreign export. I don't know. That must be a style of beer. I guess so. Huh. Well, anyway, uh, snobs around the world united and said that it's a 9.1. We heartily disagree. Look. Uh, but who are you going to trust? Are you going to trust a bunch of beer snobs or two guys just like you? That's right. I, I, I think it's too high, Brian. I think it's a little too generous. I think they, I think they got carried away with the uh, self-loathing. Yep. All, the, all their <laughs> smoked relationships. That's right. Got to their head. Can have an effect. I can. I can. Uh, I can understand. Yeah, it is a good beer, though. It is good. It is good. We not a nine point one good, no. but an eight point three good. That's right. Okay, Glenn. Let's move on to some interesting posts from gentleman.com from the last week or so. All right. Well, starting off our uh, our deep dive into things that have gone on the website in the past two weeks. Um, gone on in the world the last two weeks. <laughs> well, you're right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it's gone on in the Look, world, we are the world, Glenn. We are the world. We are the world. Well, like, yes. So if it's gone on in the world, it's gone on gentleman.com. Gentleman. Yep. And uh, our good buddy Ben Espen 
has pointed out a very worldly article from wired.co.uk. So mm-hmm. the British Wired. Across the pond. That's okay. That's right, uh, Governor. Um, and it's titled, Police Train Eagles to Take Down Drones on Site. Which is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I don't know if you've worried about this, Brian, but I've sat up at night thinking about how we're going to stop all these drones. Right. Um, Say your neighbor's got a drone flying around your windows. That's right. What are you going to do about it? Maybe you know. I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't want his drone peeking in. That's right. right? Mm-hmm. I, this this could be uh, just keep a those little embarrassing curtains down on the bathroom mm-hmm. window. The bathroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Just in case. That's right. Uh, right. So so apparently, the lads in uh, the Dutch National Police Force mm. have announced uh, they are working on anti-drone. Uh, technology, mm-hmm. and this technology is from an autonomous flying helper known as a bird. Mm. And the bird in question is an is an uh, eagle. Yes, I'm sorry. The bird in question is an eagle, and uh, they've they've called this uh, nick- they've nicknamed this project "Guard from Above." Except in Dutch, it's oh yeah right that's, something mm-hmm. my Dutch um, is a little rusty but no, my, you're right. mine too but that's mm-hmm. loosely translated, loosely translated that's guard it, from yeah. above uh-huh. and so basically they're just training eagles to recognize drones and they have a um, a YouTube video of an eagle doing that in action so you can destroy and it works pretty well and the, mm-hmm. the interesting thing about this that I didn't think about because if you have a drone let's say there comes a point in time where drones are you know if it's in a air, some weird airspace it needs to get shot down or something right well, what do you do? I mean, to get shot down, is it going to land? You know, where is it going to land? Well, these eagles go and they take it out of the sky. And they and, safely... Right, they deposit it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And once I once I heard saw this article, I immediately thought of that scene in Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh, or, or no, no. Is it Lord of the Rings? Is, or is it The Hobbit? Or is it both? Could be either. Mm-hmm. It's in both. It's right. I, I think I was thinking of The Hobbit where they the, the eagles rescue... The dwarves from the yep. from the uh, tree, right? I think it's going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody's going to have to whisper to a moth, right? Like, you know, oh, that's the, give the, it the directions, yeah. you know, coordinates. Um, yeah, they, I, they say the one drawback to this is that uh, their talon. There's a good chance that their talons could get uh, messed up mm-hmm. uh, because they're grabbing something with spinning, right? You know, spinning blades, basically. Mm-hmm. So. On the downside, it will cut off the bird's hands, but that drone won't be there anymore. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, they, they 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 think that there's a legit chance that the the their talons could get a little bit dinged up. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out a way around that. I don't know if there's going to be, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Not not this eagle story because it's <laughs> how are we going to take our <laughs> absolutely ludicrous, but. Um, <laughs> The uh, the idea of having an anti drone mm-hmm. uh, surface to air anti drone missiles mm. scud missile scud missile I actually saw War Games the other day <laughs> and it made me start thinking about drones and making some kind of anti drone system. It's just a game, Brian. Yeah, where you know, like maybe from your computer, you could launch a offensive on the drones <laughs> from your, you know, uh, to, you know, take the drones out and get them away from your house. Just in case. There's so many drones out there now. You know what I mean? There They're are. all over the place. Well, it's interesting. The article talks, at the end of the article, it's talking about that actually 
that eagles and other animals as well just naturally go to attacking yeah. these things anyway. Mm-hmm. Say so don't even no, they don't need much training. No, Animal Kingdom already already right. knows the the scope on uh, the skinny on drones. So they do give a very good example though of of what to do if drones are flying around in a you know near an airport landing yeah landing area or something like that like they've got to safely get the drone out of there so that they can actually land the plane right who are you gonna call hawkbusters that's right <laughs> um, but anyway yeah interesting interesting program we'll see how we'll keep an eye on this see how it goes those dutch they're crazy they're always hey they're always stirring the pot with their ideas be, uh, that might be the way to go just get some hawks flying around discourage people from flying their drones that's right. I don't know. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll <laughs> do whatever it takes. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, this uh, next thing that we're going to talk about is a is an article posted to gentleman.com mm-hmm. by our good friend Demon. 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 D-A-E-M-O-N. He spells it old school. Not, not a real demon. Right. As far as we know. I don't think he is. He's very nice. If I he hope is. not. He's very yeah. cordial. I hope not. I well. well anyway, we don't want to. Let's not dwell on that. No. Uh, he posted this uh, article to gentleman.com. It's called Google Domain Purchase. Man acquires Google.com homepage for one minute. <laughs> um, and this is a little story about a guy named San Sanmay Veed. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple months ago, uh, a couple months back, he was just you know, as a lot of. People that are that build websites do sometimes you just go over to a domain registrar and you start messing around late at night. Mm-hmm. Like, what about this domain? What about this domain? Does this exist? I- I've spent hours of my own time. Yeah. Going through. Uh, just as a lark, um, because he, I guess he happened to previously work for Google. Right. He was testing out their new domain registration system, mm-hmm. and he typed in google.com in a search for do, can i can i register this domain just to see what would happen because he you know you when you whenever you release a new system it's good to test stuff out yeah yeah to his uh complete shock google.com was available for purchase uh and like any other person that would be in that situation i think the answer to what you do next is immediately buy it <laughs> uh which he did and he was able to hold on to it uh for a few minutes uh, he said that he actually checked Google Webmaster Tools, which shows you all the uh, domains that you manage. Basically, right. they're tools to help you manage your domains. And Google.com showed up there as long as, as well as many other Google properties that were under the Google.com domain. Yeah. <laughs> so mail.google.com. He was totally shocked by it, but uh, unfortunately, that shock was fleeting because uh, soon after that, Google canceled the transaction on him. Uh, and it's interesting because it said basically monopoly. Basically, they said because he registered it at Google, they were able to stop the sale. But had he been registering it at a, another third party, GoDaddy, he might have been able to hold on to said domain. <laughs> the heist. Uh, but he was a good he was a good sport about it. He you know didn't make a big deal about it, and uh, they actually ended up rewarding him. Mm-hmm. Uh, six thousand six hundred thirty or six six thousand and six dollars and thirteen cents. Right, which is Google in numbers, basically. Right. Uh, and they they did that because they reward people that find bugs and problems with their systems. And then uh, he actually ended up say, saying he was going to donate it to a charity. And then they found out about that and they doubled that money. Um, 
Right. So they ended up giving $12,000 to charity. And thanks to our, our good buddy Razorback for pointing out that second part of the story because he, he right. linked it up in the comments. Oh, right, gentleman. right, right. But yeah, how cool is that? To, you it's know, cool that he was a good sport about it. It's cool. Google was too. They could have yeah. been real you know, jerks about I it. I could just imagine somebody, though, getting that domain name for a second and then be like, oh, I'm going to lawsuit, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to sue these guys and get Google.com, you know. Yeah, um, it, but he he just seemed you know. And I, I guess he to, he used to work for Google, so it was no big deal, you know. Right. And, but uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a cool little story. Uh, it's nice that charity won out of out of all the stuff. Uh, he pointed out, he pointed out some problem with their system, and uh, charity got twelve thousand dollars. Everybody so, wins. Everybody wins. That's a good. That's a good little feel good story. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, speaking of another feel good story, mm-hmm. um, this is going to make me feel really good. That's right. Our friend Nicholas has posted something from the WTKR.com website, which is the uh, news channel for Hampton Roads, Virginia. Of course. Uh I'm very familiar with their work. The local news in Hampton Roads. uh, They do great work. Right. And they have uncovered the truth that is going to blow the socks off many. The DeLorean is going back into production for the first time in over 30 years. Mm Mm-hmm. I was just going to sit here for a second and let that sink in. Okay. It sunk in. Um, what does this mean for the average consumer that you and I could possibly purchase the movie made famous by uh, the movie, the car made famous by the movie back to the future? It is. It's incredible. It, it's a good idea. It really is. Um, but it turns out that it's really not that good of an Good of a deal because you think okay, I'm going to be able to go to any dealership. I guess it'd be a, a GMC. I can't remember what kind. It's a GMC, right? No, DMC, DMC, DeLorean Motor Company. Right, like Run DMC. Mm-hmm. Exactly like Run DMC. Exactly. They're only going to release 300 or so replica 1982 DeLoreans, mm-hmm. um, which is still 300 more than we could have gotten. Right. You know, last year. Absolutely. Um, but it's interesting. So they're going to. And uh, they're gonna uh, in Delor- uh, in the DeLorean Motor Company in Humble, Texas, will be pumping out the cars. Mm-hmm. So Humble, Texas. I think so. I'm not exactly sure where. Uh, apparently, the DeLorean Motor Company right now, all they have done up until this recent time has been restore original DeLoreans. Oh, interesting. So I think that they might have been experts in restoring them and purchased the rights to the name or something like that. Uh, but they. Uh, I guess in Texas, they recently passed a law that allowed for small-scale manufacturing. So uh, it basically clear, <clears throat> it basically cleared the way for them to be able to go ahead and produce these DeLoreans again. They're going to be charging $100,000 uh, per car, it looks like. And, uh, or sorry, for under 100000 depending on the engine. Mm-hmm. But you can get a refurbished model for forty five to 55000 not too, not too far off. I yeah. mean, you know, a, a luxury sedan. I would, uh, I would love to be driving one of Dude. those around town. How cool that would, would be that be? Incredible. That would be beyond incredible. If okay, here's the thing. If we ever sell some website, yeah. we're buying matching DeLoreans. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, a little bit. Hey, to look at me, or hey, look at me. But uh, right. Well. Um, one of our commenters on Gentleman, Demon, actually, mm-hmm. um, he he pointed out, you know, 
He always thought that this would be a great car as a child, but he has to wonder how any repair work is done on a car with an unpainted stainless steel body. Mm. It's a good question. That's a good... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Man. But I don't really care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> I matter. can buff anything out. The first new DeLoreans will be rolling off the production line in early 2017. So... Only got a year. We, we got time to... Start schooling away to be rich. 100000 to get time to be rich. Uh, we got to be rich, and then we can go buy DeLoreans, matching DeLoreans. I'll tell you what, if I win, if I win the lottery, Glenn, mm-hmm. I'll go, I'll go buy a couple of DeLoreans. That's what I'm talking about. Go on a DeLorean road trip. <laughs> we'll have to go to, you know, you can do the uh, the tour of the Back to the Future uh, filming locations. Mm. So that's what we should do. Okay. Head out in to the California DeLoreans. in the DeLoreans. You get like they, there's a website. We've maybe we talked about this on the podcast, but I know we, I saw it on Gentleman um, that you can go to every single like they've mapped out every single place, every single filming location. Hmm. Pretty cool. I love stuff cool. like that. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a nerd that way. I need to go back and watch those again. It's been a long time. Oh man, it's been a long time since I rock and rolled. <laughs> I need to go check that out. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited about this. This is a good step forward. Uh, production DeLoreans again. Mm. This is unprecedented, fantastic. It's 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 gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, I have a question for you. You brought yep. this up. This is a little bit off topic, but I was just thinking about this. Is Back to the Future the best trilogy of all time? I don't know. It's got some stout competition. It does. I the mean, Matrix. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Star Wars. Well, it's not a trilogy anymore. Um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings mm. would be would be the one yeah, I was a, thinking of. I don't know. It's definitely in a class by itself. It is. And I feel like, yeah, it, it, it's it's up there. It's got to be up there. Certainly from that time period. Though mm-hmm. I don't think many trilogies came out in that time period in the not 80s. Really. No. Kind of one-off things. Mm-hmm. I don't That's know. not really fair either. It's its own entity. It's its own. It really is. It's apples to oranges mm-hmm. to everything else. I yeah. don't know. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. I'm sure there are higher grossing um, trilogies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean, for sure. Yeah. That's true. That's not a trilogy. It's like a... Did they do more than three? Sig something. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Anyway, Glenn. I see you here and over there. Sorry. I'm getting this in the tall grass here. It's time for the uh, Gentleman Toast this week, Glenn. Um, and uh, Super Bowl mm. is coming up this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of looking forward to it. I don't. I don't. I don't. Halfway. Have a, well, you know, it's like you're not a pro guy. It's okay. I'm not a big pro yep. NFL guy, and I also don't have a don't have a horse in the race. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Denver and Carolina. I you know I don't know very much about those teams outside of who their quarterbacks are. Blah blah blah. But anyway, the point is, Glenn, uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, it was reported said to Bill Belichick after. Uh, Denver beat the Patriots mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Yeah, that might be Peyton's last rodeo. Mm-hmm. Thirty-nine years old, uh, quarterback for fourteen years, something like that. No, longer than that. Since nineteen ninety-eight or nine. Yeah. So. So yeah. Seventeen, eighteen years. Seventeen, eighteen years in the league. It's um, a long time to get hit. It is a long time to get hit. He's still kind of together. I mean, <laughs> no. he's got the weird neck thing where he's he got multiple he neck surgery. He can't turn his neck. He right. can't really throw. His, he can't like move his arm. He can't really run. But somehow he is able to like 
hit the ball with his head in two receivers' hands or something still. <laughs> I tell you what, man, it looks it's kind of dicey yeah. uh, watching him play anymore. I mean, he still gets it done, but... I it, shouldn't make light of all those injuries. I'm sure it's a tough thing to yeah. hang in the league for and take all those hits for 18, 18 years. I mean, it, you know, they talk about how running backs get hit so much these days by such powerful hits that mm-hmm. they can only last seven or eight years at the max before yeah. they're just done, you yeah. know? Uh, quarterbacks, they probably don't get hit as much as running backs, but Let's hope not. they take some. They, they still take some pretty violent hits, yeah. game in and game out. You do that for 17 years, you're gonna have some problems. It's not uncommon for Peyton to get knocked down, you know, mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, ten, right? Because he's not a very mobile quarterback anyway. Right. right. So anyway, uh, but anyway, he, you know, he's uh, been to four Super Bowls. Yep. Four different coaches. Yeah. Uh, I believe one year he, he's only won one so far, right? He's the only player ever to have done that, though. Yeah. Four Super Bowls, four different coaches. Four different coaches. It kind of shows you what what the common denominator there is, right? Uh, the you know the big name quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he spent sev- several years at the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, is known as one of the 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 best quarterbacks of all time. He's top three, and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so anyway, I just. Uh, you know, it's a pretty big deal. He's stepping down probably after this year. That's what everybody's saying after he basically came out and said it. Yeah. Um, however unofficial or whatever. I, I, pretty much everybody was, you know. I mean, it's a good bookend to his career. Right. Make it to the Super Bowl. No right. matter what happens, go out on top. That's right. Well, and, you know, there was some, uh, earlier in the season, there was some debate as to whether or not he was actually going to finish the season. I mean, he had he basically... Yeah, because he got, got kind of dinged up there for I mean, a he's while. playing my Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They uh, they knocked him out of the game, mm. and uh, they put the backup in, and they let Peyton recover for a really, really, really long time, mm. um, and they basically kind of gave the keys to the car to this Brock Osweiler, the backup, mm. and they were kind of just saying, "Well, it's his team now. We'll just right Peyton, good job, but you're done." And mm-hmm. and he yeah he hasn't looked very good. I'm going to be honest. Like I I, I really enjoy him. I, I hate playing against him, but right. But he's he's not the same, and yeah. uh, you know obviously, but mm-hmm. but it's still pretty impressive. He, I think he's going to have like close to seventy two thousand yards total. Wow! Um, yeah, what was a, it like five hundred something touchdowns? Five hundred ninety six touchdowns or something <laughs> like that. That's uh, one hell of a career. Yeah. Um, and like I said, yeah, he's known as being just so witty about the game that yeah. he's able to do things mostly with his head. By this point, you know what I mean, like. His brain is probably the most important asset they have on the field. So right, he's a glorified coach. I mean, he's mm-hmm. out there calling all the plays, basically. Yeah, and you know, audible and everything, and he's mm-hmm. basically running the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad Peyton has stood up as long as he has. Mm-hmm. I think the thing I like about Peyton is, and you kind of touched on it, is his uh, is the way he prepares. Right. He is just he's just a, a student in the game, and he mm-hmm. just like. Watches film and just, I mean they all watch film, but I mean he right. takes it to a new level, picks people apart. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean he whenever he plays Kansas City, he always just he's has his own game go. plan and mm-hmm. he's just he just tears us apart. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. It's yeah. it's the most frustrating thing in the world because there's nothing you can do right to stop it. Right, um, with the exception of this year, we finally stopped him. But anyway, yeah. Uh, well, his uh, last rodeo is going to be a Super Bowl this weekend. That's right. So, um, yeehaw. Anyway, yeah. Giddy up. Peyton. Cheers, Peyton. Mm. <sighs> okay, Glenn. Well, um, now it's time for the. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 
Sometimes you just got to reach for the stars. You know? I thought you were sliding into it. So I was, I was, I was gonna, trying to get up there. I was like, man, I'll, I'll just go for it. Right. Should we try to get? But Topic. And this week, Glenn, uh, <laughs> I love this story because uh, this is all about Amazon. Mm-hmm. And Amazon, we've talked about on the podcast before, they, they keep doing weird stuff. Yes. And this is one of the most bizarre things that we've seen Amazon do yet. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I read this article, and it's all about how Amazon is going to get heavy, <laughs> heavy into their own bookstores. Yes. Physical, not online bookstores right. like they are. They already have one. They're going to supposedly, they're going to build three to 400 retail bookstores. Um, apparently, uh, they think this is a good idea to get into this market. Now, this is an interesting thing because I remember going to Barnes & Noble. Right. I remember... I appreciated going to Barnes and Noble because you could yes. go pick up a book. But the problem was, it was thirty dollars more than buying it on Amazon.com. <laughs> right? I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Like you'd go there, you pick up a book, you'd be like, "Oh, it's thirty five dollars." Let me bring up my phone and look at how much this is on Amazon. Oh, it's fifteen dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's uh, so yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, Amazon's getting into the physical bookstore, and they promised that their books in store are going to be the same price as they are online. Which would be great, I guess. Yes. But I would that would still require me getting out of my house mm-hmm. and going to the Amazon store. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, it's just it doesn't doesn't really jive with me, man. It's I, like the physical embodiment mm-hmm. of going to Amazon.com. Because they said that the 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 shelves will be lined with books based on their sales figures and customer preferences and all those things. How can they have... Okay, well, I don't know how they're going to do it. You're going to walk in and they'll say, <laughs> Retiny Scan, Glenn Stansberry. Uh, we, we saw you even looking oh, at this stuff oh, on Those, are my, those gonna, are my books. Those are my books. Yeah. They're going to have a sales associate there. And he'll come up to you and say, Oh, Glenn, uh, based on your history, I think you might be interested in these books right here. <laughs> no, no, that's for my nephew, I swear. Yeah. Uh, Somebody was using my computer. <laughs> I, I was at the library. I, I was hacked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, so. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So I, the thing that baffles me about this whole thing is that in the article that you linked up, Brian, mm-hmm. um, is that Amazon kind of had a big miss on the fourth quarter earnings from right. uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And so, this is like a response. I mean, maybe it's not a response. Maybe they hardly had this emotion, probably. But it's weird that they have they, they lose a bunch they lose money, and then they're like, "But, but hey, guys, but hang on, we got a plan." You guys remember Barnes and Noble? <laughs> All right, all those guys we put out of business, just like that. We're getting into that right. business because we can. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, what I think would be fitting is in Lawrence there was a Barnes and Noble. Yeah. A huge a big one. Barge. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping Amazon comes in and puts an Amazon store in that Barnes and Noble. That would be awesome. And then Circle <laughs> is complete. Yeah. Um I don't understand how they can do that to keep the price the same because you think about the overhead they're going to have to pay for the buildings and all that stuff. How yeah. can they possibly do that? I mean, maybe it's a loss leader. Maybe they're maybe they're going to lose money somehow. I I don't know. 
I mean, a lot of there's some stuff that Amazon does that they lose money on, but mm-hmm. they make it up in the long term. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you have a, maybe they'll do something with Prime memberships. I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. I would. I, I'd be all about having a a bookstore to go to again. Yeah. I mean, I I miss that part of being able to pick up a book and look at it before you actually purchase it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the the chasm of difference was the price. Right. It's always like if you went to Barnes and Noble. No, you're not buying any books there. You're just going to pick them up and look at them, right. and then order them from Amazon.com. I uh, I had a relative who is very wealthy, mm-hmm. but uh, every day, uh, without fail, would go to a Barnes and Noble and read their stuff and never buy anything. Yeah, and just you know, yeah, magazines and whatever. Just uh, every every single day, they had, they had a routine. We uh, we got a local. We have a local bookstore here, mm-hmm. right by our offices. And I will try to buy a book from, like, even if it's a few dollars more than Amazon, I will try to buy a book from them because they're a lo- they're legit local Lawrence business. Mm-hmm. Yep. But Barnes & Noble's caught in the middle because they're a big corporation. Right. And no one's helping out the big corporation. They don't have any loyalty to the big corporation. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel a little bit of loyalty to a local bookstore. Yeah. Because they're a local Lawrence business and they're, you know, they're having to compete with Amazon. I understand why they have higher prices. They've got us pay people to be sitting there selling books you know you got a storefront they got a storefront they you know they have a small little store you know uh so so anyway there's a couple actually really nice local bookstores there are um downtown that Uh are really there's really i'm really been surprised they've stayed open as long as they have used bookstore that has great stuff in it yeah um so anyway yeah uh it's a little bit interesting i if amazon does keep the prices low i could I could oh. totally get behind it. Oh yeah, I'd love to be able to go to a a, a bookstore again. That's probably going to last because, you know, probably longer than Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still, I think there's still some Barnes and Nobles around, though, right? Like, there's exists. one in Kansas City, I think, mm-hmm. like downtown in the or at the plaza. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So I think they just closed a bunch of like places. a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. almost all of them. Yeah. Mm. But well, the, the one in the one in Lawrence was actually put into this really historic old building. They, they it was this weird deal in the '90s where they came in and wanted to buy this building and make it into a Barnes and Noble, and the community was all upset. They didn't. It was like one of the most historic downtown buildings, but they were coming in with all this money, so that they ended up okaying it and everything. And they're only there for like twelve years. Well, it was a historic building. I yeah, it's one of the oldest downtown buildings in Lawrence. Um, really? That's why they have that old wall up there still. If you look around the back of the building, there's this like just kind of freestanding wall, huh. basically. Yeah. Because it's a part of an old original building downtown. That. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Mm-hmm. It was like a oh yeah, it was like a seed company or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Barnes and Noble swooped in and paid all the money and got the building, and then twelve years later they're out of business. Wow. So anyway, let's hope Amazon doesn't do the same thing. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to make any money off this. I don't really understand the point. I'm sure they have some kind of idea about what they're doing with this. I don't know. I mean, they they they're still Amazon. I, exactly. I'm I, I'm done second guessing Amazon. Yeah, exactly. they got a lot of stuff figured out. And so when people like make fun of their drone delivery, droid deliver, drone delivery service yeah. and all that stuff, it's like, I they probably know what they're doing. I don't know. I yeah, exactly. I. I'm sure they're 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 more than happy to miss on a few things in order mm-hmm. to make on some big things later on. Or absolutely, they get their hands in a lot of <sighs> cookie jars. Wow. 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, we'll see. We'll see, Glenn. What, what is he, what's your verdict on the physical bookstore Amazon? I I think if it's actually a real thing, it would be. It could be really cool, but it's just so weird. The whole premise of it is is just the weirdest thing. Like they managed to shake down some mall. Yeah, the whole the entire story is based on the word of a mall, uh, like a CEO, mall, the CEO of a mall, General Growth Properties. <laughs> His name is uh, uh, Sandeep Mathrini, and he's like, yeah, you got Amazon open in brick and mortar bookstores, and they're gonna like open like three hundred or four hundred of them. And I this, think. this is yeah, exactly. That's and there's like own. breaking news. Yeah, Amazon. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So who knows if it's actually legit or not? And Amazon has not uh, commented on the story at all. No. So maybe maybe nothing will happen. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Mr. Sandeep is. Uh, well, now it's on the gentleman, gentleman podcast. Everybody's going to know about it, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of hard Can't to keep this under wraps. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know, NBC kind of has you know a nice thing going on, but mm-hmm. it comes to breaking news. People come to our podcast. That's right. You heard it here last. You heard it here last, folks. <laughs> um, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, it's time for the uh, the final segment, which is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Mm. I always like this segment, Brian. Um, you know, the Super Bowl is coming up this weekend. I, I did know that, yes. Um, and uh, I was thinking about what what is the, uh, you know, a lot of people go to Super Bowl parties. Mm-hmm. And this is where they gather with their friends and mm-hmm. they enjoy probably beers mm-hmm. and snack foods mm-hmm. um at these parties i've been to a couple of said parties before mm-hmm. um and the question is what is your favorite super bowl party food this is like asking me to tell you which of my daughters is my favorite i was just about to say that's the analogy i'm not, I'm not gonna pick a child all right mm-hmm. but i will tell you this if I had to have one food that wasn't beer, it mm-hmm. would be queso. Queso? With uh, meat in it. The meat queso. Oh, yeah. I could, I, could eat it, I could eat that every day for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would look like Jabba the Hutt. Right. But. That, yeah, that, yeah that's the, uh, that was on my list, too, actually. Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, I, no, no. I, I can understand why we had some overlap on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Understandably. Uh, from time to time, I'll make the Velveeta oh, Rotel yeah. combo, the old uh, standby, and it's uh you know anytime I have a party, I've got that going because yep, I love going to parties and having some nacho <laughs> cheese dip. You know, in what the mean? crock pot, you know, yeah. man, it's great. So it's interesting, Velveeta. I never know where to find it in stores. I know, because, holy crap, because it's not anything. It's yeah. not actually cheese. <laughs> right. It's not. I don't know what else. To, I mean, it's not a meat. It's not <laughs> I've, I've, a vegetable. I was going to the same grocery store for ever since I've been to Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And I switched up and I started going to a different uh, grocery store. I went there with Laura one time and we were trying to find Velveeta. And we looked for like 15 minutes. Yeah. I was looking all over the place. I was like, where is this stuff? The store is, is not that big. Is it the cheese big? section? Is it the dairy <laughs> section? Is it the right. chip section? Like... Is it the Mexican food section? Right. Where does this stuff live at? Yeah. I don't know. So it's impossible to find. I, I, I've come to find that they usually put it on like the end of the aisle. Right. It's some it, random it's a, part of the store. Uh, here's beef jerky and yeah. Velveeta. Right. Because we don't know where these things need to go. Yeah. It's impossible to categorize. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is that is the hard part. I mean, and, and it makes sense if you think about it because it's made from stuff that's also impossible to categorize. Right. I think whey... <laughs> 
I don't know what it is. It doesn't I don't matter. Care. I don't doesn't care. matter. It's like yeah. it's yeah. delicious. Yeah. I yeah. It could be anything. It could, <laughs> it could be monkey testicles, and I would I'd be hey, fine with it. Pass the monkey testicles. <laughs> Uh, monkey. I like how you went straight there. Well, uh, you know, you didn't the say first thing that first thing that <laughs> So I was watching this Nature Channel before yeah. you came over, Glenn. I have a perfectly good explanation for that, Glenn. <laughs> I'll explain it when we're done with the podcast. Um, so I browsed the Amazon book section. Yeah, uh, based on my recommendations from Amazon. <laughs> um, so that was one of mine. That was one of mine. Um, if if there was if if one of the parties I went to the people had really good abilities to cook chicken mm. wings mm-hmm. then I would be on board with it. like say theoretically we knew somebody that could cook us something similar to like Henry T's mm-hmm. wings mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. and I went to that party yep and they had those wings there yep I would that would be I, yeah I just you know is there a football game going on right doesn't yeah. matter uh, and that's kind of the funny thing about the Super Bowl is it really is kind of that, that's part, a big part of it the beer and the food and right. just hanging out with your friends. I don't I, I could and the commercials and the commercials right. It's basically about everything besides the game. Exactly. I've never cared about the game very much because I've never had a you know like there's never been a team that I care about that's in the Super Bowl. So see, this is my problem is I go to these things and I actually want to watch the game. Uh, and when you're in a room full of like 30 people with one TV, no one wants to watch the game, man. Well, there's like there's always like a small like contingency yeah. of people who are like huddled real close to the TV. Right. And then you know the and commercial like comes fall on. on the chair. Right, you know, like, like shut up! Yeah. I can't. Wait, what happened? Right. Can we turn on the subtitles? Um, so yeah, I would the nacho cheese dip important, very important. If if wings were available, but that's not that's a long shot. Oh, that's that plus it's hard to pull off. So I would go to you know you went with the cheese dip. Mm. I would go to my my standby, which is just a straight up pizza. Oh yeah, because I mean I, you know that's a that's another party food that I'm that I'm pretty pretty cool with because mm-hmm. I love pizza. I'm a pizza guy, big time. So. It's hard to screw pizza up. It is. It's hard. It's a great party food. You know, that's the cheap Tony's pizza. Mm-hmm. The whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. It's yeah. all good. Could be, you know, delivered Pizza Hut. Whatever. Oh yeah, it could. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, some Little Caesars. Sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Pizza, pizza, man. <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, that that would probably be my go-to outside of the nacho cheese, outside of the wings, because I just don't expect anybody to be able to re- replicate that level of wingage. You just re- yeah, in you, a private you, setting, you can't you can't expect that. If I could afford some kind of maybe French chef or something that could model that recipe, figure out, maybe go to Henry T's, a sommelier, and and so, taste a taste a bit of a that wing wings. sommelier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then maybe. Uh, yeah, I would some runner runners up. I, I thought of the seven layer dip. I, oh, yeah. I enjoy that very much. I rarely have that because I feel like people don't make that that often. But when I've had it, I've enjoyed it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to think of some other ones. Um, I really, I really don't. Outside of the cheese dip, I really don't. Yeah, you know that could they could only like just have that, and I'd be like, oh, sweet. You All know, right. someday, Brian, we need to have a party. Mm-hmm. Where there's a cheese dip fountain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just like take your plate of <laughs> chips and you run it under the fountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or your plate even in. better, you just hold your chip underneath the, the flowing goodness <laughs> right. and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did you just double dip? <laughs> no, sir, I did not. Uh, well anyway, so yeah, we're simple men. Yeah. Pizza, nachos, that's all we need. Maybe some wings. Onion rings. Onion rings? Onion yeah. Rings. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's true. I, I know people get like they'll they'll make you know uh, chili. Yeah. Ah, uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just give me the just give me the case. Give me the classics. The I've already stuff. my you know my. My body's already told me that I'm going to pay for this later. Right. You know, I'm fully embracing You might as well fact. just, yeah, dive right on in. That's right. Mm-hmm. So. With arms wide open. With arms. Just take that pizza open. down. Okay, well, so we got that figured out. So now now, now we know, if you or I ever have a Super Bowl party, we've got to right. have pizza and nachos. Yeah, and, and don't talk to me during the game. Right. Because I would actually want to watch it. Mm-hmm. I'll leave you alone in a room watching the game. <laughs> you have to leave me alone. But well. Don't talk to me about something other than the football game. Okay. That's right. Okay. Are you going to uh, any Super Bowl parties this weekend? I don't know, actually. Mm. Um, not that I know of. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. Yeah. I'll probably watch the game. Just because it's the Super Bowl. Yep. You know, I kind of want to see the commercials. Sort of. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it's 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 such a build-up these, these days. You know, it used to be... Back when you were kids, like you, it was, yeah. you know, there were, there were some good ones and then there, you know, there'd be a couple of like, okay one and they'd be like, oh, this one was awesome. Budweiser! Yeah. 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 Uh, Bud Bowl. I remember the Bud Bowl. Do you remember that? Bud Bowl. Every, every year for like five years, they did a thing where it was a, a segment of Budweiser bottles playing a football yes. game. Yes. Yes. In between, like halftime and yeah. commercial breaks and everything like that, it was like this ongoing: who's going to win the Bud Bowls? Right. Going to be Bud Lies? It going to be Budweiser? You know, Bud Ice, Bud Draft. I don't oh, know, man. Red Dog. I don't know. Red Dog. Uh, anyway, I miss those days. I miss the Bud Bowl days. There used to be some really clever commercials. I feel mm-hmm. like I don't know. I, I honestly haven't heard much about the commercials. You know, I, I think it's just gone totally insane now. Super expensive. Yeah. Super high budget. You know, just insane. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Back in my day, you could get a Super Bowl commercial for a million dollars. Right, right. Uh, somebody somebody told me, uh, somebody, I don't think they were joking, but they had to, I mean, there's, anyway, th- when when Gentleman first started, they said that we should have gotten a uh, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl commercial. Ad, Super Bowl yeah. commercial. Because yeah. they're so cheap, you mm-hmm. know. Well, we had the budget at the time. At the time, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gone up since then, so we don't quite have the right. We kind of uh, just five hundred million or we whatever just it is. Step over the right. Super Bowl ad and go straight for mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, that that would the be gentleman it. blimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe next year, Glenn. That's right. Uh, the gentleman commercial will be running during mm-hmm. the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, Glenn. Okay. Well, that uh, that wraps up episode eighty-one. It was fun. It was fun. It was a good one. Um, 81. I feel old. I know. I feel old all of a sudden, too. I feel like my, the beer that I'm drinking is just making me be reflective on my life. And That's right. All of my missed opportunities. And <laughs> I will say, the, the beer, I, I feel like it ta- I feel like the taste gets better the warmer it is, oddly. Yeah. I think they're right on that I think 50 you're right. to 55 degrees. I always think that's a little bit BS, but no, I think I think you might be onto something. It kind of mellows it out a little bit. It's almost yeah. like the cold brings out too much of the it's sweetness really sharp or something. Yeah. Or something. yeah. I, I wouldn't say... I would say if you had it at 45, 50 degrees, you'd be doing just fine. Yeah. 60? Eh, yeah, 60 is a little bit high. I used yeah. to have a roommate in college who would drink light beers at room temperature and play World of Warcraft for hours on end. I, I, I don't... I don't hmm. <laughs> The whole scenario was just mind blowing to me. I don't know why you drink a warm light beer. I think it was like Natty Light or Michel- no, not Michelob. Mm-hmm. Natty Light or probably probably Natty Light. 
Well, Keystone. On that note. Keystone. That's Keystone. What anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I digress. Uh, well, that was episode eighty-one. I'm looking forward to episode eighty-two That's in right. two weeks right. after the Super Bowl. It'll yep. be it'll be past Valentine's Day. Yes. So, so we didn't really talk about much Valentine's. That's right. We're just. Gonna I guess jump. we could do a recap. We're just gonna jump right over Valentine's Day. <laughs> we could. Okay, we could do that. Yeah, just yeah, jump right over it. All right. There's some topics we probably shouldn't talk about. That's right. Some things best left. Mm-hmm. Unsaid. That's true. Speaking of things left unsaid, Glenn, mm-hmm. uh, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we will see you in two weeks. Good night. Drive safe.